AAT Birds Weekly Report is the Eagle News, notes, and analysis you need. Welcome to another edition of AT Birds Weekly Report. This is the official free agent frenzy. The free agent season has started. So going to get to a lot of stuff um, going on. We got a lot of news. Uh, of course, it started on Monday, and then now it's everything is official. Uh, we got a lot of news today, uh, but we're going to start diving into all that. Um, if we get to it, we may talk a little bit about what we think is next. If not, that always leads into the next show because... Uh, I feel like it's the free agent season. It isn't over in one, two, three days. Um, you know, it's basically from here all the way up until the season starts. Anything can happen. But um, as always, I've got my guy Kendall at Quebec Eagles. Um, a lot of hot water. He's you know making sure <laughs> getting everyone all riled up this week. And then of course, Chip is back uh, at Chip What's for up? the Birds. Uh, we're going to go into the free agency frenzy here. So I want to start with the news that, you know, we can get into a couple of the things that happened um, yesterday and on Monday and stuff like that. But <laughs> I want to start with what happened today. And with what happened today was the Eagles are going to be, it hasn't officially happened, but are going to be cutting Darius Slay, uh, the 32-year-old corner. And I want to start with Kendall on this because there's been a lot of, stuff going on. Um, so there it's uh, everything is fluid. I guess you can say um, there's no official word, but the word is he is going to be cut most likely with a post June 1st, which gives you 17 and a half million dollars after June 1st. Uh, but good Kendall. What do you think on this whole situation? Now you did, you did have a tweet earlier that kind of got a lot. So of, uh, um, basically um Terry Slay is not going to be playing for the Eagles next year. It's not going to happen. He's going to be on a different team. It's just a matter of who and when. I was told that it's going to be the Ravens, and, um, you know, there's been different teams involved. But I've also heard that um, Terry Slay's agent, Drew Rosenhaus, he is trying to do one thing, and Howie Roseman is trying to do another. So it seems as if both parties are kind of conflicting, they're not really seen eye, eye to eye. So that is likely the reason why everything's put on a hold. Um, now, I don't know if the reason why they didn't cut him yet is because they're potentially trying to work on a trade. But I think the Eagles are looking to move on. They want to cut him as a post uh, June 1st uh, cut, save $17 million and move on from that contract. Um, <laughs> I think, obviously, for Darius Slay, 
and his agent, they are trying to get the most money, the best position possible. So, um, you know, maybe Slade doesn't want to be cut and, you know, who knows, but I feel very confident that he is not going to be playing next year with the Eagles. He's not going to be coming back. And I feel very, very confident that it's going to be with the Ravens. So Chip, I want to get your feeling on this because you did tweet earlier um, after the move happened and everything. And I know you've been pretty vocal with uh, players who, you know, bigger names that either get traded or cut. You had a lot of issues with Zach Ertz being traded um, a couple years, a couple years mm-hmm. ago when we had that. So um, I want to get your feeling on that. Cause I know we had disagreements on that. Mm-hmm. And what's your whole feeling on the whole situation, knowing a little bit more, seeing letting the day play out and then kind of where everything stands. So, I think it's interesting that you mentioned the Zach Ertz thing from a couple of years ago, and I, I understood it. I just didn't like it because I didn't think that the Eagles had a quality enough at that time replacement in Dallas Goddard. Now, he's played better. He's become a better tight end. I still won't say that he's in the top tier. Um, that's just my personal thing. But the Eagles were also in a rebuild. We knew they were going to be up against the cap a little bit this offseason. We knew they had a ton, a ton of players that were going to be moving around. My issue is, is that this Eagles team was one half away from a Super Bowl. And they are, uh, Johnny, I've done enough shows with you that you know, my opinion on an offseason is, I judge an offseason on if you're better from when you ended the season at this point, the Philadelphia Eagles have not done enough to get better. The Philadelphia Eagles two days into free agency. So I understand that this is March 15th take. I understand this is a March 15th take. I am well aware of that. However, the Ides of March are it's, it's bad out here. The Eagles have not gotten better. They have lost top talent in the linebacker position. They have lost now top talent or not yet, but presumably have lost top talent at the cornerback position. When in reality, I don't understand how it goes so sour so quickly. I think that's my problem. So Darius Slay was not one of those names that we were watching for a cut. I understand that he was up for a restructure of the contract to help the team out, but for him to go from, we knew he was going to be here and whether or not we were going to add Bradbury back to no, no, no. Darius Slay is gone is problematic to me. This And again, I understand all of the things that were being said, which was, you know, he started off great first half of the season and then he started to slip. I understand you don't want to give a 32-year-old a three-year contract. You, by doing this, are cutting a captain of this football team. That is an issue. That is an issue. You have a new defensive coordinator coming in and you're telling me that he doesn't need veteran leadership? Okay, you have Brandon Graham coming back. That's awesome. We already had a Brandon Graham type replacement. Okay, you have Fletcher Cox coming back. We already had a Fletcher Cox type replacement. They both took hometown discounts. I get it. Good to the team stuff. We don't have a replacement for Darius Slay. So, of course, Jason Anderson just puts out, from what I'm hearing per source, it sounds like the Eagles are having a hard time letting go of Darius Slay at this moment, and they still wish to keep him. Let's see if GM Hyrosen can find a way, can find another rabbit in his hat, so to speak. No matter what, it's a worthy attempt. That, to me, does not sound as if it's encouraging to happen. But in my eyes, I think it's worth, you know, trying to restructure a contract and make both parties ha- happy. 
But I think Slay wants to guarantee money. And Drew Rosenhaus is not going to let him play under this contract without guaranteeing money in the future. So, um, you know. You, you have to kind of think about that being smart because there's also a risk here for him. He doesn't do it. And he, now if they restructure, it's it's different. If they don't – if he doesn't restructure, he's not going to be there. But he wants to get the guaranteed money because he wants a 32-year-old safety. You know, injuries happen. And that's the one thing with this Eagles team is the injury bug didn't hit them really that hard last year. Yeah, they had certain uh, players get hurt, certain players get hit with that. And, you know, the Darius Slay thing for me, it's just, listen, the, the guy was great. Um, you know, his for his wife was great for the community too. It was They're great all around. Um, but sometimes you do run your course. And but I don't feel like he has though. And that's my point. Darius Slay has been he has been on record so many times going I want to win I want to win I want to win where else are you going to go on your list of his potential landing places that he's in that same boat he goes to the Ravens they don't necessarily have a quarterback right now he goes to the Giants the Giants have gotten better this offseason that's for sure but you're also paying a stupid amount of money to a mediocre quarterback you what were the other teams you said you said uh the Bears okay the Bears got a little better Bears got noticeably better actually um, and there was a fourth team that you mentioned, Kendall. I'm, I'm blanking on it. Um, Bears, Jaguars. Jaguars. Again, maybe I could see the Bears, but the rest of the team, he is taking a step back to his Detroit days. So here, you're telling me that Darius Slay, somebody who wants to win a Super Bowl, is willing to go only for the money? I, I don't. I have an issue with this whole situation. This is a team that was one half away from being Super Bowl champions. You don't leave that because of a disagreement in years and money. There is something else here. And for it to be so sudden, he was going to be on this team up until James Bradbury signed his contract. So what? He wants Bradbury money? Is that is that what the issue is? The other thing is that was very interesting um, that I mentioned as well to Kendall and stuff was. You never gave that congratulatory congratulations to Bradbury that he did to Epps, yeah. that he did to right. Edward, that he did to the other, which was it's just interesting. But I don't want to spend the whole time on this topic because there's a couple other things I want to get to. Um, and the first thing is James Bradbury. Uh, James Bradbury re-signs with the Eagles, three years, 38 million, 20 million guaranteed, and six million in incentives that can boost that total up to 44 million. Uh, Bradbury, 30 years old, had a hell of a season coming back. Um, off of a, a pretty down year for the Giants the year before. Uh -huh. uh, he gets cut by the Giants, signs with the Eagles, proves it deal. And, you and know, proves he, it. <laughs> and he did prove it. Yeah, he did prove it. And you look at the other cornerback contracts, and, you know, Cam Sutton got thir three years, 33 million from the Lions. Uh, he is younger, uh, but not as established as Bradbury. Uh, Byron Murphy got uh, a deal with the Minnesota. I forget what the terms were. Um, terms were for that deal but bradbury said he took less to stay and you have to look at it this way yes he may have could have gotten the the bigger money from a team that maybe he's on the cusp but he knows this team is going to be contending in the nfc so we take a little bit less when you're already 30 years old he already made big money going to the giants i see that i can understand and you know what, what you saw with that and you know, I'm, I'm glad he had to have him back because you know, you need corners in this league and the Eagles, the Eagles need the veteran corners 
but they need some young corners as well. But again, making sure that position is okay, um, I think is a good. Now, of course, we have to see what happens with the whole Slay situation. But uh, right now, having Bradbury back is a good sign. And I think for me, if it comes down to at this point, Darius Slay or CJ Gardner Johnson, you know, again, I can understand the logic of you need CJ Gardner Johnson. He had the much better consistent season and he's seven overall. years younger. And he's seven years younger, right? And honestly, every time the Eagles have been successful, it's with dominant safety play, like throughout our history, you know, you, it, or, or secondary play in general. But I don't feel like that's what this situation is. I don't feel like it's one or the other. I don't feel like it's one or the other. And for the Eagles to have taken this big of a step back by cutting, if they cut Slay, there is no replacement. And, you know, somebody on, on Twitter said, oh, well, they'll just draft a corner at 10. O- okay. You're, you're not going to find that level of veteran leadership. You know, you also can't remove a captain from a Super Bowl winning team like, or Super Bowl contending team. It just, it doesn't work. That's what rebuilding teams do. You send these guys off so they can get those last chances. That's why Zach Ertz got sent over to Arizona so that he would have a chance. Now, Arizona has exploded. Um, but that's why you send those guys for the good of Darius Slay is not, he's on that team already. But my, my question here too, you look at it this way. The Jets get Sauce Gardner. The Broncos get Patrick Sertan Jr. You, you look at these younger corners, and if they were to pass them up because, hey, you know, the Lions, yeah, Jeff Okuda was hurt, but he's still a really good young corner. The, the Eagles have to get younger. Back in 2002, yes. they drafted Lito, Sheldon, Michael Lewis. When they had Bobby, Troy at the end of their time, and – Brian and they Dawson. let those guys develop under exceptional leadership. So go and get a corner at 10 and let Darius Slay teach him. But who says that they don't go, they let Slay go, that they don't go and get a veteran corner like a Marcus Peters or get a veteran corner on the market there who's been in the league and have him next to Bradbury and then draft a corner and have them learn. There's still that option out there. That they Yeah, I mean – you have a great opportunity to get a young and talented corner at 10. And like you said, Johnny, like we've seen recently, like, you know, corners go in the top 10 and they've panned out. I mean, sauce runner is phenomenal. Pastor tan is incredible. Like, you know, I really high on Gonzalez, um, really high on Witherspoon. I mean, I think you're going to get a guaranteed, a guaranteed ball player there. And this is the year to do it. You're not going to have a, a first round pick two first round picks every single year let alone a top 10 pick with an elite quarterback and uh, defending Super Bowl or defending NFC uh, champion. So, um, I mean, if if the Eagles want to bring back CJ, you cannot bring back Slay, and you need to hopefully bank on getting a rookie in the draft. And um, and, again, and Slay, hitting on that rookie. Right. And, 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 and Slay, Slay is aging, you know. You know I don't. I don't think the Eagles want to want to guarantee you, you any more use money. Use the right word this time. You use the wrong yeah, word. Yeah, you, you get you oh. gotta correct this time around. But I mean, you you can't guarantee you know fifteen million dollars plus to an aging cornerback. You cannot do it. But and especially for someone who who wasn't showing flashes that he was showing the first half of the season last year. But you just guaranteed $14 million to an aging center. You guaranteed $10 million to an aging defensive tackle. Those are more physical positions. So you're saying you can't guarantee $15 million for a position that relies on speed. But if this 
But you have to look at it this way, though. 15 million, but is it 15 million guaranteed each season that the person wants? You have to, you, you don't know the, you don't know exactly the parameters of everything there. And again, now we're getting back to the slay thing. I'm going to bring Adam's question here. Uh, you know, do you think they are set at running back or will they try and get another That's running back question. in the draft? So for, for context here, the Eagles signed Rashad Penny to a one-year deal. Phenomenal running back when yeah. healthy. The big thing is when healthy. Uh, because Miles Sanders had just signed a deal with the Carolina Panthers, four years, $25 million. <clears throat> Unfortunately, the Eagles weren't going to pay that kind of no. money. Um, you know, we wish Miles all the luck. He did all the luck in Carolina. He's back with Deuce Daly, um, which he had, you know, great success with Deuce when Deuce was the running backs coach here. So I wish him all the best there in Carolina with Reich and Staley. Uh, definitely be rooting for him. But the Eagles weren't going to pay that kind of money. And you got oh, Rashad, right. Rashad Penny, who I said, is really good when he's healthy. Of course, you re-signed Boston Scott for two years. You have Kenny Gainwell, who started to play really well uh, in the playoffs. You also have Trey Sermon that they kept on the roster all last year, a former third-round pick from San Francisco. I don't think it's out of the question that they don't draft a running yeah. back in the mid-rounds. Yeah. Mid-rounds, mid I would agree with. I mean, you're also forgetting the number one running back of this team. Jalen Hurts. So You're part of that. I, I do feel like they're mostly done at um at running back. I, I do agree, maybe mid-round, you know, fourth, fifth round, they'll 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 take a flyer on a guy who kind of fits their system. Um, but you don't bring back Boston Scott without kind of knowing, like, hey, he's gonna be your your running back too. You already have a Kenny Gainwell, somebody who has shown that he could carry the workload if needed. Um, and Rashad Penny, I mean, when Rashad Penny is healthy, Johnny, like you said, the numbers that he puts up are exceptional and that's behind an offensive line that is not as good as the Eagles offensive line. The Eagles offensive line is far, far superior than anything Rashad Penny has, has ran behind. Um, so I do think maybe a, a mid round draft pick, but the Eagles are mostly done at that position. Yeah. And I mean, um, when I first saw the Penny signing, um, I was, I was fine with it because, you know, when you compare him to Miles, they both have a questionable, um, you know, an injury history. But when you look at ceilings, you're getting a way bigger ceiling with Penny than you are Miles. Um, you know, obviously you want that consistency of being able to rely on him to play. But when Penny has played, he has been a phenomenal running back. And he kind of shows as to why he was a first round pick. Um I do think the team really likes Trey Sermon. Um, there's a reason why they brought him in and a reason why he's still on the team. Um, I feel as if, if Miles wasn't there last year, I think he would have gotten a lot more touches. Um, and then with Gainwell, obviously they view him as like a, you know, like a versatile weapon who can catch balls. And can also, you know, he's a pretty hard runner for his size too. So, um, you know, with this offensive line and the way this, the Eagles have, kind of structured running backs the past couple of years. They've never prioritized this one running back. So they're always going to look to improve at the position. And with this draft class and how deep they are, how deep the draft class is at running back, I wouldn't be surprised if they spent um, a pick on a running back. But um, for the time being, I don't think they're going to bring anybody out from free agency just because they already have Scott, Kenny, Sermon, and now Rashad Penny. 
you know, and Xavier brings this, we do not have a backup quarterback yet. Well, Ian it's Book not, is the backup, but not a signed veteran yet. It's not Jacoby Brissett. Not Jacoby Brissett signed with the Washington Commanders. Uh, there's a lot of guys out there. And, and you look at the list of free agents, and there are a lot of good names still out there. And again, the Eagles really didn't dip into free agency and trade market until, well, they, they signed Kaiser in April, but then uh-huh. it was Hassan, then Kaiser. And then, well, not bringing anyone else back, but the outside guys. And then what they did was trade for A.J. Brown, trade up to get Jordan Davis and do all the draft stuff. And then it wasn't, you know, C.J. G.J., they got him. Well, they got Bradbury, and then they got C.J. G.J. So there's a lot of time left. There's no, and, and, and a and ton we, of players still available. And we know there's a lot of time left. We know that there's a lot of players still available. Like, all these things are true. Um and I guess it's interesting to watch like the Bears go, you know, rapid fire. The Panthers going rapid fire. The the Giants, the Commanders are going rapid fire. They're, they're filling up their rosters. And the Eagles are being a little more methodical about it, which, again, at this point, unlike a couple of years ago, I do have faith in Howie. Um, I just would like to know a little bit about what the hell he is doing because at at this point, it is very frustrating to watch the Philadelphia Eagles remain stagnant. Um, and get worse. Like I do think that losing Kaiser white and TJ Edwards is going to hurt us next year. We know that Howie doesn't really, you know, rely and trust linebackers too much, but they do have Nicobe Dean. But besides that, I mean, that's, that's two big players there. Um, we got to figure out something with the secondary, whatever that's going to turn out to be, whether it's CJ Gardner, Johnson coming back, Darius Slay coming back fine. The D line. I mean, it's still kind of the D line with, you know, Milton Williams and Jordan Davis. And now Fletcher Cox, like we're, we're going to be okay on the D line. Um, O line. We got some answers. We didn't need a whole lot to do in the wide receiver room or the quarterback room. Um, I just kind of want to solidify the roster. I want to solidify and stop hemorrhaging really good players, which they will do. Um, I know they're, they're going to do it. You, you know, you just got to breathe. I know it's it. March 15th. I understand. You, and, and you have to look at it this way. Too. You, you have to look at it this way. You look at the roster. Yes. They're losing players. I think, you know, and you also didn't say, you know, Hargrave gets a huge, massive deal with San Francisco. <laughs> we couldn't have paid him that. We could not have paid him that. I, I want to bring this up because people, you see everyone saying, look at all the talent the Eagles are losing. Look at all this player. Ha, look at all this player. You know, they lost this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. Okay. Well, let's go take a look at the NFC champion loser in the San Francisco 49ers. Yes, they get Javon Hargrave, but they lost Omenahue. Uh-huh. Yeah, they lost a lot of guys. Who was a big guy. Ebukan, who was one of their pass rushers. They lost him. Um, they lost uh, Jimmy Ward. Uh-huh. He was very valuable in their. That's going to hurt them. Emmanuel Mosley, who was hurt last year, but again, he was one of their you know key pieces in the secondary as well. Uh, Al uh, Shazier, who went to the Titans, uh, basically he was a backup linebacker that did play uh-huh. did play a lot, uh, especially for Greenlaw and different things. So he played a lot as well. So they lost a handful of guys, you know, as well. And everyone wants to see. And you look at the Super Bowl champion. Kalen Sanders signed with the Saints. Juan Thornhill, their safety, signed with the Browns. So mm-hmm. Juju signed with the Patriots. They're that, losing that, some that was a weird one to me. Yeah, it's weird because they they paid him the same amount that the Raiders paid Jacoby Myers. No, right? it's just it's yeah. weird because I don't think Mac Jones is a, a destination quarterback. <laughs> well, 
It's where the money. Yeah, but I mean, as far as the Eagles, I mean, people act as if like they were just supposed to, you know, retain everybody. Like people don't understand how loaded the roster was. That wasn't realistic. You were going to lose guys. Of course, guys were going to get paid. Javon was going to get paid his bag. You know, people obviously. I really thought Bradbury was. I truly thought. I thought he was gone. I thought he was gone since we since um. He signed with the Eagles, and the way he performed, I thought there was no chance that he was going to come back. If you told me that Slay was going to get cut and Bradbury was going to be kept, I would have been like, what? <laughs> so, I mean, it's just not its not realistic to expect the Eagles to get everyone back. And, you know, they're trying their best to get everyone back. You know, Cox in a one year, Austin in a one, one year, um, Kelsey back for one more year. You know, they're going to they're gonna try to run it back, but it's not realistic. And that's where you have guys like Jordan Davis – get the Kobe Dean, Reed Blakenship, or, you know, whoever it may be, you draft those guys and you develop them to fill in for those later years. So now next year, you know, Davis is going to fill in for Hargrave. The Kobe's going to fill in for TJ or Kaiser. You know, it's – people don't act as if the Eagles don't know what they're doing in the front office when it's like they're thinking years ahead. How, if people are thinking that how he's thinking now, no, how he's thinking now and 2024, 2025. He's thinking – He's 10 steps ahead of everybody. So, Yeah, and you have to look at it this way. You look at the Super Bowl champion Chiefs. They had an all-world quarterback, and you look at their defense that they had. A lot of young guys, a lot of young players, a lot of young pieces because they had to. They got rid of their, their best receiver to get a bunch of picks to get these young players. And like I mentioned on previous shows, Howie talked about the compensatory picks. The Eagles are going to most likely have the – the four compensatory picks, which they're going to bring their total up to 12 total picks for 2024 as of right now. Um, and it, it's, it's looking ahead. It, and that's exactly what it is. When you have an all world quarterback like Jalen hurts, the way he, you know, elevated his game. And I don't think, you know, he's in my opinion, he's thinking he can get even better, which is dangerous to think about, which with how he played last year. And l- l- let me say this. I don't expect this team to go 14 and three. Like oh. the, the schedule is going to be tougher, but I still think that they are one of the top teams in the NFC. If you look at the NFC, especially with potentially Aaron Rodgers now leaving, going to the jets, basically the other top teams, in my opinion, yeah, you could throw Sam Fran if you want, but again, who they, gotta, they still have to figure out who's playing quarterback for them. Yeah. <laughs> Dallas is going to be there. They are a talented team, whether you want to give them credit or not, they are still I, a talented team. I will say this very very simply, um, even though I know this is an Eagles podcast, I will give them credit for finally cutting the dead weight of Ezekiel Elliott. I thought that was never in a million years going to happen. Yeah, so you have you have that, yeah, and you have some up up and coming, you know, younger teams, you know, as well. But look at it this way: the Eagles are still a top team in this NFC, and you know, I I, I trust what how he's going to do and what he's doing and there's way for them to create some money and to be able to do certain things they have to get Jalen signed there's different things that they're Yeah, I was going to I was going to ask about that. We haven't heard anything about the contract negotiations with Jalen Hurts. We know that he's going to get paid, but we haven't heard anything about that. So, so when the Eagles paid Carson, that was I want to say like May, maybe it was like right before maybe it was June. It was like it was during I think the summertime and you know, everyone was expecting the Eagles to, to uh, you know, pay Jalen right off rip. And obviously that hasn't happened. And my gut feeling is they're waiting to get the whole roster settled or 
figuring out what they can get, you know, done without paying him. And then once all that is settled, the roster is settled. June of 2019. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was summertime. I'm, I'm, I, was, I was pretty certain. So um, I think it's going to be delayed. I don't think it's going to be coming as soon as people thought it was going to. So, um, I mean, it also was encouraging to see that he's not going to be making $50 million a year. I don't think you guys saw that, but I think Michael Garofaro said that he won't be making 50 more. Fifty or more uh, more million dollars a year. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they structure that contract and the way they do it. Because um, as I saw today, there's also a two little wrinkles in AJ Brown and Hassan Reddick's contract that there's they have a ten day window here to basically guarantee you know each of these guys um, you know certain amounts to move their basically base salary to one point oh eight million, which I think is the minimum, and basically saves them 25 million in cap space for this year. And then, you know, for, for me, what, and I think what Howie's doing too is what he likes is he likes to move between 10 and $12 million and roll it over into the next year. Mm-hmm. Because if you roll it over the next year, you know, certain salaries are jumping up and everything to kind of cover you for certain things there. And you know, the cap's going to jump up a little bit um, as long as there's not another pandemic or anything along the lines of that. But usually the cap jumps up as well. So it gives you more money that way as well to kind of keep themselves set to be able to, you know, throw these void contracts and throw these dummy years, because if they are a couple of million, it's a small percentage of what the cap is. If the cap keeps going up Um, and, you know, it's not going to bite them if they're winning and not, people aren't really going to care too much if they're winning. Um, But just certain things that I saw. And of course, you know, you look in, wait and see if, Lane restructures because that sets another 10.5 million. So there's a I lot feel of like things. he always restructures. I feel like every year he restructures. Yeah, At some point we actually have to pay the guy, right? Well, he <laughs> has a couple of void years up until like 2027. So uh, his contract's only until I think 2025. So yeah, there's, there, there's a, it's coming. But again, if he's the only person at that point where the, those years are happening. And of course, those two guys, AJ Brown and Hassan Reddick, the 2027 becomes dummy years on their contracts. <clears throat> but you expect those guys to be here in 2027, which is just four right. years. So that's the reason to do certain things. And that's why teams do certain things like that when they restructure and move money and stuff. If they expect the guy to be there for a little bit, then they can right. kind of offset that money, spread that money out. And you see it with a lot of quarterbacks um, as well. But uh, certain things down the line. But um, what do you, what do you guys, you know, what kind of, you know, end this, end this here. Um, what do you guys kind of see as what you'd want to see the next move basically being? I mean, I feel like the obvious one is not slight. finding a way. Yeah. <laughs> not slow. Um, I think the obvious one is finding a way to bring back CJ. Yeah. And, uh, with, with Slay getting cut that announced today, um, you know, that seemed like a way more likely possibility. Um, I think I said, I said last night, I said, if the Eagles number one priority was to bring back CJ, they wouldn't have paid uh, James that money without thinking that he wasn't going to come back. So um, clearly there's some plan the Eagles have, and I don't think anybody really knows what the hell's going on. Um, so many conflicting reports. Schefter goes out today, says that uh, Slay is going to be cut. Not here, Josina Anderson saying that they're trying to, you know, revive the relationship and you know attempt to maybe bring him back. But um, 
if Slay is gone, as expected, they should be able to work a deal with CJ, and I think they'll be able to get it done. So I'm going to go a different route because I was going to say CJ, but I don't want to all say the same thing. That's very right, boring. Right. What I'm going to say is don't be surprised if you see the Eagles maybe try and bring in a couple players that are familiar with Sean Desai. Uh, yeah. Whether it be players who were cut or whether it be free agents. Um, but there are a handful of names out there. Uh, Quinton Jefferson, Shelby Harris, both for Seattle defensive tackles. Not sure you're going to see that with Fletcher back but you never know um another guy you know leonard floyd you have adrian amos you have certain names that are out there all depending on what they do uh in line with the other free agents they had whether it's gardner johnson and and uh slay and everything along the lines um but that's kind of what i say here yeah i mean i think that the the move is definitely cj gardner johnson i mean that's just you need that you need some form of consistency in the back of your defense um, I think my, my dream scenario, I think the dream thing that I would like, um, if, if it is as predicted that, you know, Darius Slay is going to be gone, which makes me very sad, but let's get something for him. So my dream scenario in that situation would be, we use, um, Darius Slay and I don't know, we'll go Kenny Gainwell and somehow land Austin Eckler here in, in the Eagles uniform. Cause I know he's looking for a trade. Austin Eckler is not happening, but it would be kind of I said a dream. A boy can dream. Yeah. That's a I think, I, I, I think give me Derek Henry and we'll call it even. No. I think we all have we all have better odds of getting draft not drafted, getting traded to the Eagles than Henry or Oh hold on, wait. Howie's calling me. Hang on. <laughs> but uh no, this you know, some free agent frenzy. We're gonna be on next week going to probably have some more news to talk about so this is in this is a fun time of the year so it's stressful it, considering it, we have nothing that we can control with it, it is very stressful johnny no it is stressful but believe in howie it's a long process very long process and the eagles will yeah the, they'll be okay they'll sign some vets don't don't worry they'll be just right and i'm just gonna say that they're gonna be just right but relax uh, relax. i'm trying but with that this was az birds weekly report uh with kendall chip and myself and we want to give a very happy joyful stressful stressful sometimes (laughs) go birds this is matt Ware. hey for all the eagle content you need go follow all about the birds they do a damn thing Check them out. Hey Eagles fans, I may be in Tampa, but I know where to find the best Eagles content out there. Check out my friends at All About the Birds. Philadelphia, what's up? This is your boy Freddie Mitchell, aka Fred X. It's all about the bird. All birds all the time. All birds all the time. All About the Birds provides you with weekly analysis, game recaps, informative interviews, and it's all birds all the time.